Hello and welcome back to the MRX Lab podcast from FLETS MR, the show where we investigate new, exciting and emerging ideas from the fringes of market research in 10 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by Greg Morris, Senior Brand Insight Manager at Formula One. Greg, thanks so much for being here and welcome to the show. Would you like to briefly introduce yourself, your experience and your work at F1 to our audience? Hi, Chris. Yeah, sure. Well, it's, it's great to be here, first of all. Thanks for inviting me. I've been at Formula One for about four and a half years now, obviously part of the research and analytics team. As a team, we cover a wide range of stuff at Formula One, but um, I guess speaking personally, it's mainly around things like fan understanding, essentially. So, perceptions of the brand, um, how to improve engagement, understanding what our fans and, and even non-fans want in that respect. And then things like spectator experience from our event and TV audience tracking. Those are probably the main areas uh, that I work on at the moment. And more broadly, I've had about 16 years experience in, in the market research industry now. Started off mainly at uh, media owners, particularly Sky is where I spent quite a big chunk of my career um, before coming to F1, as I said, in 2017. It must have been really fascinating to see kind of over the course of those 16 years of that media landscape develop to where it is today and kind of understanding the drivers behind that. It has been. I mean, it's been a constant theme, I think, of my time in the media industry and in research. I think um, when I first started work in 2005, I think, you know, Sky Plus was sort of a relatively new product at that point, And we were just sort of, we were talking about this revolution of, of live linear TV being thing of the past. Obviously, it continues to kind of probably be stronger than a lot of people expected. But definitely, there's been huge fragmentation. And I guess from a research point of view as well, that presents a lot of challenges in kind of really understanding what your audience is doing uh, and how you communicate that to the business that you're working in. So challenging at times, but definitely very interesting. It does definitely sound like both a challenging and exciting area. It is also one that I think makes great background to today's discussion around insight activation, about how we can make sure that the research, the data we're gathering and everything that we're generating is having the right kind of impact on businesses. I think it would be good to start with kind of a quick definition, as I'm sure everybody is going to have slightly different views on the subject. So to you, Greg, when we say insight activation, what does that mean to you? Well, I suppose very briefly, it essentially means the actions that you're taking. So it's not just debriefing it to your stakeholders or to, you know, to the to the wider business. It's a step further than that, probably. It's about what happens after that debrief. What actions are people doing as a result of it? What are they doing differently, possibly? Or what, I guess, what more kind of operational projects are going to start in the business as a, a result of your insight? And across your time within the industry, what's your assessment of how much that kind of happens? How often do researchers get that view beyond the debrief? Well, this, I mean, this varies a lot, I think. I mean, I think there's a tendency a little bit to talk about insight being prioritised within organisations or, you know, some organisations prioritise it highly, others don't. I think it's a little bit even more inconsistent than that and you you know within organizations you will probably work on some projects that are acted on much more than others 
that can depend on a number of things. It can depend on you know the, the individual stakeholder and how engaged they are with research. Sometimes there can maybe be preconceptions from your stakeholders around what they want the research to show and whether that is you know matches the reality can affect how much things are acted on. Time can be a big factor. I think, you know, if you're talking about how much of a role the research team can kind of play in that activation after the, the project is finished, it's sometimes difficult to find the time to stay in kind of constant touch with that stakeholder. Project to project, it can it can vary a lot even within the same organization, I think. I think that's a really interesting point. And in the industry discourse, we do sometimes have that tendency to take an organization of view and not recognize that variance between different projects as well. I want to pick up on something else you said in there about preconceptions about essentially aspects of the project before the reporting stage. It sounds like activation and following on beyond reporting is quite tied to what happens beforehand as well. It can be at times, yeah. I mean, I think sometimes you work with people who are very open-minded and they, they sort of genuinely want guidance as to the direction that they should move in. And at other times you, you work with people who really want to use research more as a kind of justification for what they've already decided to do or certainly that they already want to do. That can be, you know, that latter scenario, I guess, can be a challenge because you, you obviously have to engage with that stakeholder and be a little bit more subtle in the way that you try to affect what happens next. I think that brings us nicely onto my next question, which is about the barriers that a research team uh, might face when looking at insight activation. What are some of those barriers and what advice would you give to teams looking to try and overcome them? Ongoing contact with stakeholders can be a challenge. I think it's difficult to give advice other than I think really as a research team to keep your stakeholders involved in, in all stages of the project. I think some of the best projects that I work on are the ones where the, the stakeholders are most active in the setup process. You know, as a, as a client side researcher, we're often appointing agencies to, to do the, a lot of the legwork on projects for us. If you can get your stakeholders involved in the setup calls with agencies and keep them across the project, close to the project in that way, I think that can really help. It also avoids any issues or is more likely to avoid issues with sort of misinterpretation of the brief because your, your stakeholders there to react if you are misinterpreting anything. Then I think that if they've been close to the, in the setup of it, if they've been close to the process, they're more likely to kind of be open to continuing that dialogue basically after the debrief is over. I think the other the other kind of big barrier to mention in my experience is time pressure effectively. You can definitely go through periods where there is kind of so much going on, especially if you have a small research or small insight team, that you kind of finish one project and you've got to immediately move on to the next project. And and it's just difficult to have the time to stay fully involved. So, you know, we, we obviously just have to, I think, probably try to prioritise a little bit more to make sure we're trying to carve out that time. It's interesting that you mentioned that. A couple of episodes ago, we were talking about prioritisation within research teams and how to make most efficient use of time. 
And one of the points that kind of cropped up a few times throughout that episode was this idea of understanding and being quite clear on how strategically important a project is to a business. I think that's a really good point. And I think there's an issue there that kind of goes beyond just research and insight teams, which is to what degree the organisation operates in a joined up way or to what degree it operates in kind of silos. Because I think if there are if there are too many silos, then you you have a situation where everybody thinks kind of their project is the most important. And that obviously as a research team then becomes difficult to prioritize in, in the correct way. And to to bring this idea of activation and research impact to life, why would you say insight is important to F1 and how do you and the teams you work with make sure it has the right kind of impact? When I first joined F1 in um, in 2017, we had a commercial director called Sean Bratches who was here at the time and he used to talk about how he wanted all of the business decisions to be informed by insight. So that didn't necessarily mean that in our team we made all the decisions in the business but it meant that we were part of the decision making process the rationale behind it was that basically we have the ability to give people the confidence that they're making the right decisions and doing things that will benefit the business a lot of the time in my career i think you know you come across people who are worried that they want to do something and research the research team will stop them doing it because it's kind of a there's going to be a judgment on their ideas and if that judgment isn't favorable it's going to stop them carrying on with their idea and that's not what that's clearly not what we aim to do so i think you know at f1 our approach is always to try and put ourselves in that light basically we're here to help you make the right decisions and if you involve us it will help you refine that idea i guess into one that will be even more beneficial it almost alludes to a possible perception of researchers as gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think we have obviously have an important role to play ourselves in preventing that perception of ourselves as gatekeepers. We're not a, a separate part of the organisation, kind of waiting to kind of cut people down. We're there as partners and to help people. Now, we are pushing up against time. So just before we go, is there any one piece of advice or closing thought uh, that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah, so I think my closing thought would uh, kind of alludes back to um, what I was talking about with involving stakeholders throughout the throughout the process. I think relating that specifically to activation, I think it's important to to make sure you're considering activation from the start of the project. Although I defined it as essentially what happens after you do the debrief, I think it's important that you've got it in your mind right from the very start um, so that, as I said, you're encouraging those stakeholders to be as close to the project as, as they can be, because I think that will help you the further down the line you get when you get to that activation stage, it will make the activation a, a lot easier. So it's a it's something to bear in mind through the whole of a project, not not just at the end. And that is a great way to end the show. Greg, once again, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to everybody listening as well. We're going to be back in a few weeks' time to talk about the emergence of new insight frameworks 
and the potential effect they're going to have on the research industry. Until then, I've been your host, Chris Martin, and this has been the MRX Lab.